TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's start with what took place last night out at Chase as the Warriors had it right in front of them. I mean, they had ample time. They hadn't played since Monday on Christmas. And here come the Miami Heat. You're well-rested. You've been rejuvenated with the infusion of this new young starting lineup with Pajemski and Jonathan Kaminga. You're good to go. And then that. You laid an egg. And quite frankly, Larry, they just did not look inspired. There was a a lack of energy, and they looked as though they were on the back-to-back on a road trip, whereas it was the complete opposite. How do you explain away what took place yesterday? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it other than um, they're now sub-500. They didn't shoot the ball. They're not shooting the ball. I mean, if you said to me that the Warriors were going to struggle this year, I would have said, okay. Uh, they won 44 games last year. They're on pace to basically do the same thing. They're now sub-500. Um, I think they're underachieving. They can't shoot. I mean, they're 24th in field goal percentage in the NBA. They've got Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, uh, 24th in field goal percentage. They're shooting 46% as a team. Why can't they shoot anymore? That would be my my first question. What happened to the shooting? And that that jumps out to me. But beyond that, it's just it's not happening. Steph's thirty five. Um, it just doesn't look like it's all coming together. I just think that they're in a real precarious time in their organization right now, where you know they're they're base now sub five hundred. Um, I think there could be big changes looming, and I'd love to hear from the audience today, um, either via the text line or taking some calls. And just if you were running Golden State, if you're Dunleavy or if you're Joe Lakeup, because some of these decisions may come over Dunleavy's head, um, what do you do? What's the trade that's looming? What's the firing that's looming? And I do say firing because I think that's viable. Um, something needs to happen for Golden State. We back that up, firing meaning the coach, possibly. I mean, there's, it's not working right now. Um, and it, and to me, I just get this vibe that Steve is real concerned about a veterans' revolt, and um, 
you know, I mean, I, I personally, I don't love the rotations. I didn't love yesterday. I mean, let's just take Moses Moody for an example. Moses Moody um, had a great five-minute run in the first half. He was excellent. He didn't play at all in the third quarter. No, I know. no minutes in the third quarter. And then they put him in in the, eight, in the fourth quarter, and he looked good in the fourth quarter. He was our best player. In, in that eight-minute run. And they're clear. He clearly is like prioritizing minutes for Wiggins over guys like Kuminga and Moody. Moody and Kuminga need to play twenty-five to thirty minutes a night. And don't tell me about Jonathan Kuminga's six turnovers. It only really resulted in I think like four points for Miami. Yeah, he, he's going to turn it over from time to time. But this guy shot thirty-eight percent from three last year. He was shooting forty-one percent from three in December. Uh, coming into last night's game. And I just don't think that Kerr's developing him quickly enough. And in the fourth quarter, when you know, you you've got the game, there's some separation there. No fourth quarter minutes to develop for Jonathan Kuminga. Moody's not developing. Kuminga's not developing. Kerr's afraid of a veteran's re- revolt. Um and I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I mean he should be under the gun right now. I, in my opinion, he should be. I know he's got four rings. I know he's a great coach, great guy, better guy. But I don't know. I mean, at what point do you say, you know what? You've got all kinds of pelts on the wall, but your voice is no longer resonating with this team. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know, um, you know, if it's it's a player's league. But I do think these rotations have to be scrutinized a little bit. To me, their best five-man starting lineup is the lineup that they finish with in that Celtics game, where they had Steph and Clay and Chris Paul and Kuminga and Trace Jackson Davis. You're too damn small. Play Trace Jackson Davis. How hard is it to understand? Play Trace Jackson Davis. I mean, he played in the fourth quarter, but. What happened when the game was on the line? He wasn't playing. You're getting beat on the glass. Play Trace Jackson Davis. I mean, it's not like this guy's super raw. So I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand why why TJD doesn't play. I don't get it why Moody doesn't play at all in the third quarter after the way he played in the first half. It seems like Wiggins's minutes are always prioritized over Kuminga or Moody's minutes. I don't, I'm not loving Kerr's feel for this. For this team this year, they're now sub five hundred. I think they may. I think they need a major move. You saw Steph and Clay at the end of the bench at the end of the game, just sitting there with towels over their head, despondent. They're, I mean, this thing needs to move. This thing needs to change. I don't know if it's Kerr, but Golden State needs a major move to shake it up. Is it two or three guys for a Durant? Maybe. Is it dumping the coach and going in a different direction? Maybe. Is it is it uh, moving Andrew Wiggins and CP3? Maybe that's it. I don't know. Is it moving Draymond or Clay? God, I would hate to see Draymond go, but maybe that's it. I don't know what it is, Dan, but they're, they're 15 and 16. They're not playing well. Uh, I see not playing well. They, they they were playing well recently, but it just there's something about their whole their whole outfit right now that just screams they need something to happen and something major to happen soon. 
I think last night was the low watermark. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Again, Miami without their best player, Jimmy Butler, and also Kyle Lowry and some others, some of the key members of that team gone, and yet you lose, and you lose by double digits. Now, that just doesn't happen to a team that's supposed to be competitive in the Western Conference. I'll stop short of firing Steve Kerr. I don't know if I can go there. You said something yesterday that really resonated. Not that I don't it, know what the solution is, but that's got to be at least on the table. You know, you said something yesterday that I was thinking about while watching the game. And you talked about the Denver Nuggets and how they're in their prime, right? You're talking about their key players, including Jokic, all 25 to 30 years of age. And I'm watching the Warriors yesterday, and you're right. They're either too old or they're too young at times. They're not. You know, I tried on a jacket the other day, seriously, about two weeks ago. And they didn't have a medium, and I really like this jacket. All they had were larges and, like, extra smalls. And so the guy that was helping me out, he's like, either gain 10 pounds or lose 10 pounds. And that's sort of the Golden State Warriors. You, either, you can't commit, you know, to guys who are 35 years of age, and maybe it's too young to commit to guys in their early 20s, and they find themselves in sort of this imbalance where they're not hitting that sweet spot of guys who are in their prime. They're either over the hill or they're still ascending to the top of the hill. And partly, partly, I mean, let's be told, let's put all the cards on the table here. It's partly because they whiffed on their top three pick. I mean, there was a trade on the table for Anthony Edwards. He went. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. For 44 last night. Now, he went first. He went in front of them. So, technically, you can sit there and go, well, they couldn't have gotten Anthony Edwards. But they're, according to multiple reports that I've re- I read at the time, um, Warriors could have made a deal and moved up and got Anthony Edwards. But Kerr didn't like Anthony Edwards' work ethic. Didn't think he was the right fit. If they had somehow wound up with Anthony Edwards and not uh, Marshmallow James Wiseman, they would have extended their dynasty. Instead, they swung and they missed. It was Edwards, LaMelo, and Wiseman. Edwards would have been the extend the dynasty pick. LaMelo would have been the incredible talent added to your roster pick. Wiseman was the whiff. They whiffed. That's 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 kind of why they were at they're at where they're at right yeah, now. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that unique opportunity. How often does that happen? Where you still have Steph, Draymond, and Clay? They're still we're still pretty much in their prime just a couple of years ago, and then you find yourself in the lottery in back to back years, and those guys are all coming back and they're healthy. Like you had a chance to abridge this thing and keep it moving down the track, and we'll see whether they swung and missed in in both lottery picks because the jury's still out to a certain degree with Jonathan Kaminga. We're taking your calls at 888 I do want to start with J.K. because I know a lot of people are sort of glossing over his performance last night, but this is the sort of level of concern I think that Steve Kerr and others have when it comes to Kaminga. Just when it looked as though 
we were reaping his praises and talking about how the game was slowing down for him. And he's beginning to see the extra pass. He's getting a chance to start. He had talked about how he doesn't like you know, coming off the bench or going to the bench. And then there's last night, the, the six turnovers, minus 26 overall. And it's, you know, I, I think it's attributed to the fact that he's still learning. But again, for Jonathan Kaminga, it's two steps forward, yet he still takes that giant step back. And you look at somebody like that, Javier Yaquez, the young man out of, out of UCLA who was the Pac-12 player of the year and in his first year. And sometimes, much like that of Pajemski, not only can he score, but this guy has been big all year long in terms of just one of those players that you can, as a rookie, put him in with a good team like that of the Miami Heat, and he's going to be an impactful player. He's going to recognize balance. He's going to know how to distribute. He's going to know how to get his own. And so when it comes to Jonathan Kaminga, I know the raw athleticism excites all of us, but there is still area. I think the lack of consistency is proven by last night. Yeah. I was looking for Javier Jaquez. You're talking about you're talking Jaime. about Jaime Jaquez. No, no, I mean I did that twice yesterday. <laughs> Javier Jaquez. Uh Jaime Jaquez was really good at UCLA. What a yeah. pick that was. My goodness. That was a fantastic pick. I love the way he's playing right now. From right after um, Pod, right? Right after Pajemski, I believe. I mean and and you know what? I, at the time I thought, man, that seems kind of low level. Um, but Jaquez is just, you know, he's a mature player. And he knows how to play, and he knows how to play off the ball, and he's got skills. So, you know, that's what you're looking for in the NBA, guys who know how to play off the ball but have the skill to play on the ball, and he can do that. I mean, Spolstra is a great coach. They've got an awesome – this is one of the best organizations going in basketball for sure, Miami. And uh, I just thought that this would have been a game that, you know, first game in the homestand – and uh, Heat starting the road trip, and they're shorthanded, and no Butler, no Lowry, no Martin. Um, I thought, man, Golden State's got this one, and then they just can't shoot it at all. I mean, terrible shooting night from Steph Curry. Uh, but why the Warriors with all these shoot? I mean, if the Warriors, as small a team as they are, are going to be twenty fourth in field goal percentage, it's not going to work. They're done. They're absolutely done. Put a fork in them. They're finished. They got no shot. You can't. If, if they're they're going to be the donut team, they got to shoot the ball. You can't be twenty fourth in field goal percentage when you're also small. You know we can't shoot, but we're small. You know I mean it's like what? So I mean and 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 to me it's not even about that. That's not my big issue. I mean I'd like to see them get get some more size, but it's more just about some of these rotations that just don't make any sense. It's like if I'm Moses Moody, man, I, I want out of here. I want out of here because there's no conviction on him getting any kind of regular minutes. None. There's no conviction. He plays great. Who cares? Doesn't matter. He doesn't play in the third quarter. I mean, this game was decided in the third quarter. Um, it was what was what was it like a five point game at the end of at the end of at the half and something like a was it fifth, what was the margin going to the fourth. I mean, that's the game was won in that third quarter, and Moody was great in the first half, and then he doesn't get any minutes at all in the third quarter. And then here he is in the fourth quarter, and he looks good. He played well. He was one of their best players on the floor. So I don't, I don't, I'm not getting Kerr's rotation. And you know, I guess deep down, I really don't believe it's Wiggins is the guy that I've kind of lost belief in. I'll, I'll just freely admit that uh, he played 26 minutes. He had 11 points. He's an 11-year veteran. He's a one-time All-Star. He's been disappointing since that All-Star appearance. 
Um, he's not the answer. And in my opinion, I want to see Moody and Kuminga's minutes prioritized over Wiggins' minutes going forward. And if there was one guy that I think, you know, if if I'm voting for the big move, the big move would involve Wiggins. Because they, they got to, if you're going to clear the decks, clear the decks for Kuminga and Moody. I mean, here's the thing you're wrong. You either were wrong to take Kuminga and Moody in the lottery, or you're wrong for not playing them in their third year. You know, it's 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 time to play these guys. Um, so I, I especially when you have no GP two, you have no Draymond Green, um, and they're playing. You know, Moody's playing well and just evaporates. It's like it's like nobody notices at all. Um, and then the game's lost, and I'll, okay, it's garbage time. Throw them back out there. And and Kuminga, I know he turns it over, and it's it's frustrating to watch. But he also does other things on the floor. I mean, this guy can defend. He can he can rebound. He can run the floor. He can finish inside. Um, I know he had turnovers last night, and they had. I think the Warriors had like eight or nine turnovers before Miami even had one. Uh, it was it was a turnover fest early, but still, I mean, s- stay with this is the bumps that go along in the road with young players that are 21 that are developing. And it's just, I just don't feel like Steve's ever going to give Kuminga or Moody enough minutes to ever ramp up their career. So, I mean, seriously, I mean, I don't want to see those guys traded, but if you're just going to sit there and kind of waste them away with, you know, with no rhyme or reason to their playing time, then you probably should ship them if you don't want to use them. But I, I think at this point, if I'm Joe, if I'm Dunleavy, there's got to be a major huddle session and go, guys, this isn't what we planned. We're sub 500. We got big decisions on our plate. Let's be decisive. Let's think about this and make the right call. Because to me, Dan, they have to make a major shakeup move. Otherwise, this thing's just off the rails going forward. They're not, they're not in the caliber of the top teams in the West. And if they think they are, they're they're delusional and it's it's going to be painful down the end of the end of the year. So, what's the big move going to be? I don't know, but one has to come. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We're putting it out there to you. If there's a big move, who's out of town? Who do you want? We start things out in Oakland with Leroy. Wants to talk about the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. What's up, Leroy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Man, you guys are doing a fantastic job filling in. Hey, I'm a lifelong warrior fan and i just think right now with pretty much what we're stuck with i think the adjustment has to be steve kerr's philosophy and his philosophy is hey how you guys are going to get minutes is basically you swing the ball do everything set the screens do the rebounding and swing the ball to stephen curry and Clay Thompson. If you do that, you're going to get playing time. And I think with young guys, that sends the wrong message. And it should be, hey, if you're open or you have the talent or you feel like you can go one-on-one, go with that thing or shoot the ball. But I'm seeing the, the players hesitate. Hey, this is not Draymond. Draymond's going to sacrifice his points and not work on his jumper and not do the things he needs to do to score because he knows he's the extension to Clay Thompson and Curry. I'm just going to wait that half a second. I'm not going to shoot. I'm going to wait till they pop open. And I think this is what Kerr wants the young guys to do. And the other day, Kaminga's like, hey, I don't know what they want me to do. I think he exactly knows what they want him to do. They want him to wait 
and swing the ball to Curry and Clay. And he's saying, I'm not Draymond. I'm not that player. And if you look at the press conference Steve Kerr had, it was the first thing he said about Kaminga. Well, you know, why he ain't playing? Because, you know, he was hesitating to swing the ball when, you know, Curry and Clay was open. And J.K.'s going, man, I, I ain't got the weight. I got the talent to go. So I just think that Kerr needs to just change his philosophy to, hey, stop waiting to swing the ball to the greatest backcourt that has ever been. And, hey, if you can go with it, go with it. If you one-on-one or you got the shot, shoot it. And I think that would pay dividends, especially with the young guys. Leroy, thanks. And I think he hit on something there. And it's something you and I have talked about. And that is, how do you balance when you have young players and what is supposedly supposed to be a competitive team? It's not Detroit. It's not Washington. It's not Utah. It's not Portland where you're rebuilding or in this transition mode where you can just roll these guys out there and say, go ahead, Jonathan Gaminga, play all 82 games and you got 35 minutes of burn every night. Learn from your mistakes and get better. You don't have that affordability, I think, with the Golden State Warriors because they're thought of as a team that is supposed to contend, at least get to the NBA Finals. So that sort of dilemma is, do you defer to the OGs? What is it that you, how do you, how do you mix in or how do you infuse the youngsters with a core that's considered, you know, Hall of Fame-esque? And that's where I think, you know, that's the rub in all of this is you have these older players that that are looking to win a title right now, and at the same time, you're trying to develop youth. Yeah, no, it is tough, because and there's a lot of inconsistency there, because both the young players and the veteran players have good nights and bad nights. You know, I mean, last night, for example, Clay Thompson, bad night. Steph Curry, bad night. Um, and yet, you know, and there's other nights where you're going to have some younger players like Pajemski or Kaminga or Moody who have a bad night. Um, the consistency of the inconsistency of older players is they can't bring it every night. The inconsistency of younger players is, you know, they, they, they have, you know, struggles sometimes against different kinds of, uh, you know, defensive struggles against different kinds of opponents and, and up and down shooting nights are, it's a little bit more, you know, you're not quite as consistent when you're 20, 21, 22, 23. So that's kind of what they're battling right now. They don't, Kerr doesn't know, on a, he doesn't know what he can expect from, from you know, the guys in his rotation. So he doesn't know how to play them on a nightly basis. But the young players need the minutes to develop. And so if I were, the, if I were him, I would start developing some of my younger players and hope that they can improve. Because the, the the chances of Moody or Kuminga or Pajemski or Trace Jackson Davis really improving with minutes is far greater than, you know, oh, you're going to get some amazing production out of the veterans. The veterans are going to have good nights and bad nights based on their age and their energy level and their, you know, I mean, I think that's... That's what we're looking at there, but it's a tough one for Kerr because he's got he's got a he's got a lot of players that are very similar uh, in that they're you know they're, it's not an easy to to delineate rotation because you got a lot of players of comparable skill uh, despite the fact they're different ages and different points of their career and I don't envy him but um, it's this idea where Moody and Kuminga I mean Moody and Kuminga at this point should be playing 25 to 30 minutes a night and Moses Moody played 13 minutes and it's like if he plays well in the second quarter then you got to put him out there in the third Dan you can't just sit there and be like oh you know what 
we're going to sit them and ice them for a quarter and put them out there in the fourth. The game was done by then. You know, the third the game was won in the third quarter. So I don't know. I want to I want to see Moses uh, and Kuminga's minutes prioritized over Kuminga. I'd like to see Trace Jackson Davis, who now has I think three or four double doubles compared to one for Looney. I'd rather see TJD start. Um, and I like that lineup they had at, at the end of the Boston game with Steph and Clay and and Chris Paul and Kaminga and TJD. That's the lineup I want to see. I think that lineup really has you've got finishers, defenders, uh, smart players, Steph Clay and CP3 all on the floor at the same time. I think in a lot of ways that could be their best team. I think the identity is something we can get into about this basketball team because for the first time I don't know who the hell they are. Is this a team that that wants to run as it typically does and get out and shoot threes, or is it more methodical and walking up the floor with Chris Paul? Are they young with the youngsters, or is this a veteran-laden team? Right now, the identity of this basketball team, for one of the few times, in fact, the only time since Steve Kerr has been the head coach, is sort of a head-scratch. Let's get back out to the phone lines at 888-957-9570. Oh, Philmo, where you been? Let's hear from Philmo Mike. What's going on, my man? Hey, what's up with it, man? Larry Kruger, preacher, man. I mean, Steve Kerr, he should have been developing the youngsters two, three years ago. Like, honestly, like, you look at Miami and then the youngster that they drafted before from UCLA, he could have been on the Warriors, but Miami got him. But the the confidence and faith that Spoelstra has in in his players, he allows them to develop. Like, you have to really give somebody rope to get to let them develop. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, like... Always like yanking somebody when they do one thing wrong. You got to give them some leash. Let them mess up. Let them. They're puppies, bro. Like that, they're gonna knock stuff over. Like her act like they can't. Like I don't know. It's so it's so weird. And it's like if he would have only let players play and give them real confidence and not none of this fake stuff, like, our players will be a lot more better. You see Moody got talent. I'm not saying that he's, you know, super, super good, but when he's playing well, let him let him play. Who knows where he could be? You know what I'm saying? And with, and with Kaminga, he had a couple of plays last night where he went straight to the hole. I'm like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, he may turn the ball over, but it was a couple of two, three plays where he just went, nobody could guard him. And that's the Miami Heat we talking about. So, thank you, Larry Cooper. Keep preaching, man, because Steve Curry, he needs to switch it up, man. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, how come Jaime Jaquez can get 33 minutes a night in Miami? But Kuminga and Moody can't get minutes well, on the Warriors. You could say Pajemski and TJD are getting run. Well, recently, uh, P, you know, TJD has gotten some run. But I mean, TJD should have gotten run out of camp. To be to be totally frank, and Pajemski to be frank as well. Yeah, I mean, th- these guys could have gotten run right away. And then now, now you're you're what thirty one games in. You're sub five hundred. Um, I don't know. I, it's a, it's a weird vibe. They've got a weird vibe about about them right now. And to me, I, I think it's like almost like everybody's waiting around for what's the big thing that's going to happen with this franchise that kind of, you know, kind of, I almost feel like they're leaning on Dunleavy to kind of come up with a, a direction or at least a reaction to how they've started. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, 
and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 